there comes a time in everyone's life where we have to let go and trust, trust in our loved ones. And letting go can be frightening and creates a, a sense of vulnerability. I recently had a discussion with a couple parents uh, of a good teenager who ran into a bit of trouble. And they had set up all sorts of things he had to do to um, work his way out of trouble. And they said, you know, we've taken all the right steps to help address the issue, to hold our son accountable, and help him learn from what happened, and, uh, and then to help him, um, you know, move forward. And then the, the people we've consulted have told us that eventually we're going to have to reintroduce him to the freedoms he once had. And then we just got to hope. We got to hope that the lessons have been learned and that they've, been, that they've taken root and that he will remember. We hope he'll remember. And essentially what they're hoping is that he will remember who he is and what he represents, what he's been taught, what is right, what is wrong, and through this remembering, chart a proper course for his immediate and for his long-term journey. In the story we uh, have in Deuteronomy today, this is essentially where God and God's people find themselves. After wandering the desert for 40 years, God's people are finally making it to the promised land. In the wilderness, God's people were strengthened and tested. They did not live in abundance. They lived on uh, manna and, and a scarce supply of water, but they always had the necessities. And God never abandoned them. God was always faithful to them. The people of Israel knew themselves to be reliant on God. They knew themselves to be God's people. They knew they had struggles, and they knew themselves to be reliant on God. Each day they woke up knowing that God sustains them. And after 40 years, it's time to move on. God's people are led to the promised land, and God has to sit back and see a little bit if this nation will take root and and become a people of abundance for the rest of the world. God risks becoming an afterthought. And God is fully aware of this trap that perhaps after living for a while in the promised land that God's people might forget who provided them with the water in the desert and who sustained them with manna and who led them into this land of abundance as a means of being loving and faithful. So through Moses, he delivers this message not to let abundance distort the reality, which is that God is the one who provided them with abundance. It is God who provided their resources and the abilities to harness those resources. It is God who continues to sustain them and guide them. And if they begin to believe that the abundance they possess is a result of their own efforts, then they'll begin to forget God. The lessons that they've learned over time will fade away and they'll lose their way as God's people. They'll forget how to be God's people. Now, if this pattern 
rings true, it's because we've experienced it before. Many of us have had a sense of God in our lives, perhaps during uh, uh, some lean times, perhaps during an illness or a stretch of rockiness in a relationship or vocational struggles where we become more reliant on God, more prayerful, more aware of God's care and our need to be sustained by God. Yet, when we regain our health, we regain uh, those relationships, we land that big job, then our scheduling and our distractions take over and we begin to forget. We start to push God out of our space and we begin to stray. We forget to thank God and even to witness in the world as, as God's people. Memory is a central element in the book of Deuteronomy. In it, we see that an active remembrance, being able to recall the great deeds of God in our lives, helps define us and shapes our behavior. It keeps us grounded and connected to God. And a life connected to God becomes a life in abundance. We see that God gives us this freedom but never lets us go. And if we stay connected to God, we stay connected because we have strong memories. Those who come to believe in their own self-sufficiency and have plenty, but they believe it's their own power and might that have brought them their success, really suffer from short memory and often even fail to recount the long line of people who have gone before them and the blessing of God's activity in their lives. So the way to avoid this, this corruption of reality is to engage in active memory. Thanksgiving Day is a wonderful occasion to jog our memories, to count the many blessings in our lives, and we do forget them at times. Abraham Lincoln in, in 1863 in the midst of war, and he was not an overly religious guy, he was well read and certainly knew the Bible. And he, as his presidency grew, he, he became more aware of God's presence. And he, in one of his Thanksgiving proclamations, noted that, that our lives are filled with the blessings so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. And so Thanksgiving is a good time to recount those blessings, which come in many forms, unanswered prayer, uh, uh, healing, uh, relief from, from any kind of difficulties in our life, re, re, repaired relationships, uh, perhaps a, a new sense of vocation. And at the very least, we can look at the world around us and see the abundance and the opportunity that surrounds us that was given to us before we ever asked for anything. But we need not wait until Thanksgiving this annual celebration to engage in active memory. We do it every week here at church. The Eucharist is our principal act of thanksgiving. In it, we recount the mighty deeds of God as our creator. We recount Jesus Christ as the one who came and gave us the new covenant, who brought us forgiveness of sins, we remember the Holy Spirit who sustains us and strengthens us and, can, and can, keeps our, us connected to God. 
The Eucharist is our chief act of thanksgiving. It's how we remain connected to God. And it's through the Eucharist that we are shaped and defined. Our lives will continue to have many struggles, many peaks and valleys, but as long as we participate in the body of Christ, as long as we continue to engage God in community, in word and sacrament, we will be a people that remembers. Not a perfect people, but a people that remembers. We will not forget that we are God's people, and we will not forget the many ways we are blessed. We stay connected to God around the table. So today we're about to go home and celebrate in the midst of abundance. We will have abundance on our tables. And before we do that, it is only fitting that we celebrate the abundance found in Jesus Christ through the Eucharist, that we remember who we are. So today, let us come to the table and with praise and thanksgiving, remember the, remember the blessings in our life.